Hey guys, welcome to another episode of More Than a Podcast. Your host, James, as always, here to give you guys more of the greatness. So we're going to go right into it. Woo! Man, we got a lot to talk about. Um, a whole lot of stuff This that, you know, I'm always happy. First off, how are you guys doing? Hopefully you guys are having an amazing weekend and uh, are planning to have uh, an amazing week coming up. But as we start this show, we're going to talk a whole lot um, about the month of March. Um, we're midway through March, getting into April. But man, March is the month of games. Um, it's a huge month and it's a lot going on. So we're going to talk about all the stuff that's going on and everything that's coming up and see if uh, anything that we discussed today is on your radar. So let's just jump right in. Um, first off, wanted to talk about one of the newest releases. Uh, WWE 2K23 just released this uh, past week on the 17th. And, you know, I know for a fact, uh, even in my own uh, interest, WWE is a really popular game. I think a lot of people enjoy to play uh, WWE 2K games. You know, there, there was there was a whole thought in the beginning that the games were just a little too simulated. Um, you know, they did have the recent, you know, shakeup where they uh, let the the developers of the, of the game over, you know, years and years and years. Uh, Ukes, they let them go and then they I think they internalized the development but either way, they've had two games that uh, that came out under the new development, 22 and now currently 23. And yeah, look, you know, I got to say, the game itself looks really good. Uh, one thing that, okay, so one thing that I can say that I do enjoy about the WWE games and kind of how they market is just that, their marketing. I think when they come out with their commercials to announce the release of the games they're just they're always stellar I, i've been a wrestling fan for like years and years and years and um you know i i have a lot of conversations with friends of mine and you know we always come up with ideas that would make wrestling a little better and you know one of the things i've always been um uh you know a champion on is that if if the wrestlers can come across as like actual characters, like basically if you can make a cartoon out of these wrestling characters, then they're more enjoyable to, you know, to play as and to experience through video game form. I never really thought the games were all that interesting when it, you know, just kind of, you know, uh, stuck itself to the idea that it was, you know, a sports simulation game. Um, I think that's when it was at its most boring. And I never really, I think the last time I invested in a WWE game was uh, 2K17. And I believe the cover art uh, featured Brock Lesnar that year. And that was like my whole big thing on the pickup was like, oh, Brock Lesnar's on the cover. Love this guy. Um, I'm going to go ahead and, and pick it up. And it was fun. It was fun for what it was. Um, but, you know, they've come out with, Several games in between that. I think they skipped uh, the year 2021 because uh, that was the year that they uh, released Ukes from their obligation of creating the games. And yeah, they. I, I think I personally think they've been on an upswing. I think they've been creating some really good games. I think they've taken a few steps more towards making it um, an arcadey experience. Not 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 so arcadey. Um, but you know, it, it, it's a, it's a little bit more so than the games, you know, previously. And I think it just makes for a more enjoyable experience. I was, uh, talking with a friend of mine and I was telling him that, you know, one of the, one of the aspects that made the 2k games less enjoyable back in, you know, back in the day was their, you know, their meters, like they have meters for submissions and pins and things of that sort. And I could just never wrap my head around them. And I just never really had fun. You know, like I never really had that fun. Like I enjoyed, you know, the characters that were in it. Um, I enjoyed creating my own characters and stuff. And, you know, through the wrestling aspect, it was 
pretty entertaining. But man, if if it came down to a submission or a pin, I was usually lost, and I and I lost a lot of matches. You know, just in not understanding the mechanics of that. But it seems like they've simplified a lot of those uh, different mechanics, and it just makes for an an easier pick up and play experience. Um, you know, th- this year, it looks like, you know, one of the things that, you know, has been one of those kind of trials and tribulations has been, you know, the uh, the real life uh, moving around of particular um, wrestlers, you know, going to different promotions, uh, getting fired from said promotions. And it was always really awkward to, like, have a wrestler in a, in a game that, you know, you knew that was no longer with the company or maybe somebody joined the company uh, during some pay-per-view and they weren't in the game. So it kind of made you feel a little cheesy. And, you know, I always told uh, my friends, like, you know, one of the things that would really make these games stand out is if they stayed on top of the active motion of what goes on day to day in wrestling. Um, You know, like I believe for a moment, I don't know if they still do it now, but I think like the the EA Sports series Madden, I think that, you know, their games per, you know, the players in the NFL, their stats would, uh, you know, either increase or decrease based on their weekly play. And I think that's something that could be a really cool implementation in wrestling games. Like, you know, you could have a wrestler like Brock Lesnar be a, a a 90 or whatever as far as a, a overall rating but if he goes on a tear and he starts winning championships in real life you know it should go up to like a 91 92 and you know just kind of keep the 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 pace of how I how I'm uh observing wrestlers when I'm actually watching them on television so I don't know um how you know viable that would be I don't know how realistic that would be but it is something that if they could do it, I wish they would. I know with this uh, this new iteration of the game, they have a stack of classic wrestlers that, you know, I've looked at a lot of the um, the intros, looking at the wrestlers come to the ring and stuff, and they look good, man. I think the graphics uh, overall have improved immensely, which is really interesting to say because I know, like, when I look at other sports simulation games, I can't really tell that they change too much you know usually there's more features that change as opposed to um graphical increases but 2k23 looks really really good it looks like they've uh they've you know they've hit the mark they they know what they've got they know how to uh really pan it out so that the experience looks and feels you know closer to what we see on television so i'll tip my hat off to them with that one i i haven't picked up the game i'm still kind of tossing it around if i will pick it up or if i won't um more than likely i'll pick it up during a sale because one of the things that i am uh conscious about is what i'm spending for what type of games i enjoy and what i invest in and i'm going to be honest with you wrestling games and even sports games in general i think they should be at a lower price i know that i know that that's insanely unrealistic to ask but i think if the games were about 40 50 bucks and then you know you got all the dlc that they asked you to you know they're never going to do that because they're making money hand over fist but i think that would be the more acceptable way for me to just say yeah i'm going to go get that day one if if they were just cheaper games if they were just cheaper games out the door I'd, I'd be more prone to pick them up, but I'm going to probably wait for a sale, uh, wait for like maybe a 10, 15 percent off and then I'll grab it then and and we'll see how how it goes. Um, it, it you know, it's kind of funny because as much as I've been, you know, really excited about 2K23, it's really got me thinking on the back burner about AEW and their eventual game that they're going to come out with. And I'm really excited for that game, though I do, you know wonder how good it's going to be uh in comparison to what's going on on television with them because to be quite honest i've i've been i've been an aaw fan since their inception but i also recognize that aaw is not as good as it used to be it's pretty good 
but it's not as good as it was when, you know, it first uh, appeared on television and, you know, there was just so much going on. And, you know, I, I'm one of those people that I'm going to ride with the idea that, you know, CM Punk elevated the experience of watching AEW and, you know, with his absence, it, you know, just makes for a lesser product. But again, they still do good work and I'm, I'm excited for their game. And hopefully when it comes out, it's really enjoyable. I hope that they don't follow suit with the way that 2K23 is. You know, I, I hope that they go more into the arcade and less into the, uh, the simulation form of, of gaming and yeah, I just hope that that makes a different experience. So I, I just want to play a different game. So um, 2K23, I'll wait for a sale. And AEW, I'm waiting for that to just, you know, hit the shelves. And that'll more than likely be a day one for me because I'm just, I'm just interested in seeing what, um, what they have to offer overall. But, you know, there, there is a question that, again, it arises when I think about these games. It's like, is it so different? Is it so different from... Uh, the year previous and and a lot of times my answer is no but with 23 um you know versus their last uh iteration 22 i believe that there's been such an improvement uh i believe they've moved the meter a bit to where it is justifiable you know in a way to say yeah i'm gonna grab this even if I've grabbed 22, I think there's enough that's changed with it. Um, I think they have a, you know, I know they have their my rise mode uh, featuring John Cena, um, who is probably one of the biggest names in wrestling since Hulk Hogan. And uh, you know, I, the one thing that I can't get behind and I really just don't understand why they continue to do this is um, releasing, you know, these different versions um of the game you know they like they'll have their $60 version and then they'll have their uh $90 version and then they'll have their $120 version and you know I, I think the only thing that really uh changes is how much additional content you get I mean like if you're somebody that feels like you have to have all the DLC and everything just right out the gate then I guess there's a, a point to justify it. But, you know, for me, it's like it, it's a it's a test bed. It's like, let me get the first let me get the game first. Let me see how much I enjoy it. And then from that point, if I feel like I have to, you know, uh, make those purchases for those those extra things, then we'll cross that bridge when we get there. I, I just I don't ever see myself grabbing a game for like one hundred twenty dollars based on you know, future DLC or, or whatever. But um, if you are grabbing WWE 2K23, would love to hear if you are enjoying it or if you uh, have plans. So uh, that game, that came out March 17th. Man, let me tell you, outside of the 17th, the 28th of March is going to be a huge day for gaming. And one of the games that is leading the charge on the 28th is the highly anticipated uh, release that I mentioned on the last show, Resident Evil 4 Remake. It looks like it's going to be more of the greatness that uh, was the classic Resident Evil 4 with a lot of the um, technology and improvements that we experienced in the uh, Resident Evil 2 remake and, and you know, what we experienced in the Resident Evil 3 remake. You know, they, they've, they've brought those games to the forefront and they've allowed them to advance in such a way that, you know, fans previous uh, can enjoy them in a very new way. You know, I think there's a lot of new implementations that they set forward uh, to allow fans who like, again, they, they, they've played this game before and maybe they're looking for just something just a little a little new. Um, I know a lot of fans are going to want this to be a one in one and just. You know, I want to experience this the same way it was on GameCube. But would it really be any different? Like, I mean, for that for that matter, I would just go back and play the originals. I think this is going to um, I think this is going to touch on a, a really big basis of giving people a new experience. I do want to grab this game. I am excited for this game. I played the demo. I was really excited through the demo. Um, I, I, I just hope. And I believe that 
the changes are going to be significant enough that I am going to walk away feeling like I'm having a brand new experience. Cause that's how I felt with two, like two felt familiar, but the little changes that they did put in the game, it was very refreshing. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think it's going to be, I think that's going to be probably the biggest release of March to be quite honest. And I know that I've already stated that, you know, my game of the year is Hogwarts legacy. I don't quite think Resident Evil 4 remake is going to be on that level. Um, I look Resident Evil 4 isn't even out yet and I would still be more you know supportive to say that Resident Evil 2 is probably the magnum opus of their you know re-release uh, titles but we'll see we will see exactly what comes out we'll see how different it is I know a lot of the um, the uh, media outlets have been throwing their reviews out and you know people have been saying it's a it's definitely a a you know, a purchase uh, worthy game. And, you know, but what one of the things that's really funny is that Capcom has been um, keeping these uh, these media outlets very tight lipped on some of the, you know, uh, deeper details in the game as to not spoil maybe some of the uh, newer surprises that we have to look forward to. And I, and I'm, and you know, a lot of the media outlets are pretty upset about it because they want to talk about the things that they've experienced, you know, one-to-one, but it's like, no dude, like, like, let me, let me get through the game on my own terms. Let me experience those things. Cause I want to feel as surprised as you did. And I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, don't tell me what's going to happen. I know you know, I know uh, fundamentally what the game is about. I've experienced the game many, many times, but I definitely want to see what those new changes are and, you know, what exactly Capcom did to change it and make it a more modern, enjoyable experience. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, actually, I said the 28th. That's actually coming out on the 24th. Um, but I do got a lot of games that are coming out on the 28th, which is crazy. Um, Crime Boss Rocket City uh, is coming out on March 28th. Uh, looks like a mix between Saints Row and uh, GTA, just more on an arcadey level. Um, I know they hired a bunch of voice actors, and I think they have a lot of likenesses from a lot of uh, different movie stars and, and Hollywood entities that should you know excite a lot of people. I think this game also features chuck norris uh for one reason or another and you know anything with chuck norris in it is going to be awesome um i i don't know that i'm going to get the game but i'm definitely going to keep my ear to the ground to see how people are experiencing it um i felt the same way about saints row the the um the the uh remake or re-release or not really really re-release it was kind of like a rebranding um and you know i just kind of watched and it didn't come off terribly different than the Saints Rose that the Saint Row games that I've played in the past. So I didn't pick up the newest one. Um, but in that same stretch, I mean, you don't hear anybody talking much about uh, Saints Row as far as that release last year. So I don't know if this uh, if Crime Boss will, um, you know, elevate the experience of the open world sandbox, you know, crime syndicate game or if they'll just be one in the number but we'll see i'm pretty sure a lot of people are gonna are gonna buy into the game because people enjoy those type of sandbox games um you know they're they're, they're fun you know for what they are so we'll we'll see how that how that one hits um another one on march 28th is going to be um i mentioned this on the last show the last of us part one coming to pc it is going to be a huge release um i i you know it, it'll be funny to consider this game uh for game of the year you know seeing as how this game has been out for you know years and years um i think it's going to be a very enjoyable experience i think for fans who've played it before it's going to be you know an elevated experience to play it on modern consoles um, for me, I've never played the series. I played a little bit of part two. Um, and I know I said this last time, you know, with the experience of watching the series um, on HBO, I've I've become highly interested in actually experiencing the game. So I think for me, I'm going to go into this uh, 
go into part one and I'm just going to really just kind of have a resonation or resonating feeling with uh, the show more so than experiencing, you know, a game. I just basically I'm going to go through these scenarios and say, okay, I remember this from the show. Remember that from the show. I remember this character. I remember that character. And that's the experience that I plan on having. But I definitely think that's going to be a huge game as well. Um, but we'll see how big it's going to be. We'll see. Um, I think I think Sony has been doing a really good job in the regards of allowing more players access to their games. Microsoft as well. A lot of games have, have come across um, as, uh, you know, PC releases as well. Usually they're they're a little bit later than uh, than they release on their uh, home consoles. But, you know, to give uh, players on on uh, PC the ability to experience these same properties uh, is a really, really big win for them as a whole. I think this just gives so much more, uh, uh, you know, exposure to to their uh, to their titles. And I and I cannot wait. I really I really want I really want this game to be really, really good. I know it's going to be really, really good. I've heard I've heard many, many good things about this series as a whole. But like I said, it really took the television series to sell me on the idea of playing the game. And now that I'm sold, I'm, I'm waiting to experience it. Um, another release that's uh, coming out on the 28th, it's going to be coming out for Xbox and Steam, is going to be Sifu. Uh, Sifu is, uh, from what I understand, a, a uh, very simplistic, though, you know, uh, it's one of those games that it's easy to play, hard to master. Uh, I guess you I guess it's kind of like playing like the raid. Uh, if you ever seen that movie where, you know, the guy starts on the bottom floor and, you know, he's fighting his way all the way to the top till he gets to the crime boss or whatever. I've never played Sifu, so I could just be totally wrong about that. Um, but from what I've seen, you know, the experience is basically you're just fighting, you know, hordes of of enemies as a kung fu master and you know a, a part of the objective that a lot of gamers are taking is to just you know uh you know face this opposition without being touched and just defeating people in these really artistic ways and you know i i'll color myself interested but you know like i'm like with a, with games like this because it seems like sifu is one of those games that when it came out I think the initial impression was that it was just a really addicting game and and people were just really loving it. They were just throwing their hands up in celebration. And I I just wonder, like, can this game possibly be any more addicting than like one of my favorite games, Hades? Like Hades is one of those games that like I start that game and I I can't even tell you where the time goes between starting and stopping. It's like I started at. You know, I could start it at 11 a.m. And, and by 2 p.m. I'm like, yo, what happened? Like, you know, where did the day go? Um, but we'll see. I, I'm interested. I, I think I'm more interested because I know one of the things that I, I was observant to was how people were modifying the uh, the protagonist. And they were like, you know, they were making the protagonist look like Batman and they were making him look like Neo. And, you know, I think that's probably it's probably going to be the one time in such a long time that. I'll look into mods as far as games because I think that's something that will make me enjoy the game like a little bit more. If I can just have my character look like, you know, uh, you know, a character that that I'm really into, you know, in other properties, you know, like if I can make him look like Captain America and just, you know, go through fighting hordes of people and, you know, they could look like shield, uh, not shield agents, but Hydra agents. And yeah, that, that would be, that would be super fun for me. So I don't know. I don't know what they're planning on doing to make it a different experience than uh, what was previously released. They may, in fact, just be releasing the same exact game with no additions uh, involved. Um, either way, it'll be a new experience for me. Um, but I do hope that it comes in at a more accessible price. Not to say that it was uh, outrageously priced in the first place, but you know when ga- when games get a later release on different systems or you know um, different platforms I always hope that they don't approach it with greed 
and they allow themselves, you know, enough room to, you know, really get a lot, a lot of other players on board by way of a more accessible and affordable price. So we'll see what they do when Sifu re- uh, releases on Xbox and Steam uh, March 28th. Um, another game that's coming out on March 28th, um, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of fans of this series. I'm not a big baseball fan. I mean, I, I love baseball as a sport, um, but I've never been so inclined to uh, emulate my interest in a video game form. Like, uh, you know, like I barely do it with Madden, but uh, one of the, the game that's coming out is MLB uh, The Show 23 uh, coming out on March 28th. And yeah, I mean, it's it's more the same. It's more of what people enjoy about that series. And you guys know I've, I've spoken about sports uh, titles, you know, that come out annually. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of, of games that don't improve so much on the past. And, you know, it just seems like it's more of the same. I think the only thing that really changes when it comes to sports games is like the roster. Um, which again, I've been an advocate of saying like, let me pay a, let me pay, let me pay a lower price for a sports game and then just charge me for those annual updates, you know, charge me 30 bucks for the rosters and then we'll move on from there. But this game's coming out. I'm pretty sure they're going to sell like gangbusters. I'm super, super excited that, um, the game is multi-platform now. Cause I know like for the longest time, this was like a Sony exclusive and you know, it was, it was really weird thinking that you could only experience certain sports games in, in particular areas. And I never really thought of like, uh, like, you know, national sports titles, uh, only being exclusive to one console. Um, so it is really cool to see that they will have this pretty much everywhere. And I'm highly excited to see how fans react to um, the newest release of MLB The Show 23 when it releases on the 28th. Um, one of the uh, we're going to shift a little bit here and we're going to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart. And it is the Nintendo 3DS. And we are we're coming around the corner to the inevitable transition closing if you will of the eShop for the uh 3ds and also the nintendo wii u both eShops will be shutting down permanently and uh gamers of those consoles will no longer be able to access any digital goods uh you will not be able to download any new games after March 27th. March 27th is the final day that Nintendo will allow for uh, their digital market to be up. Now, I feel two ways about this. Um, When it comes to the Wii U, I think, okay, unless somebody is a avid collector of, you know, one party's uh consoles or whatever you know like i never had a wii u so you know i'm not gonna race out and get a wii u and you know try to grab up as many games as i possibly can but i do have a 3ds i've had a 3ds for years and years and years um different iterations of 3ds's I've, i've had several 3ds's um but i actively have one now and you know, yeah, this this is it, it's kind of it kind of hits me the same way that uh, when Sony announced that they were shutting down the uh, the PS store for the Vita. You know, it's like, yo, I got to I got to get up and, and start downloading some games. I got to get, you know, get my collection together. Now, I don't know. And I, I have to research a little bit more because I'm not certain if if the sh- uh, closing of the e store will uh close off your entire access to your digital library like i don't know if they'll keep the downloads available i'm hoping that they do i'm hoping that if you own it you'll always have access to get it but if not then gamers are going to have to 
um, get themselves prepared before the 27th because again this store is going to be shutting down and if they do decide that what you download before the 27th is all you're going to get then you better try to get as much as you can because once it's gone it is gone um i picked out 10 games that i think are absolute must-haves with this system uh games that i think everybody should own and you know, I because again, the, the 3DS is a really awesome system. It's still an awesome system. And yeah, I, I think that it, that if you have a 3DS or if you plan on getting a 3DS, you know, sometime in the next week or so, that you should focus on some of these particular games. So let me go over 10 games that I say if you got a 3DS, you, you probably want to see about either grabbing the digital version of these games but if you're if you don't do digital then you could more or less do the physical games but i can almost guarantee that once that digital store goes closed those physical games are going to hike up in price so uh these games that i list are going to apply to the same as digital um so grab them while you can because if you don't then you're probably going to be paying out the wazoo to get them uh physically so here are my 10 games for the nintendo 3ds that are must-haves before the store closes on the 27th of March. Number one is going to be Ocarina of Time, uh, one of the biggest Zelda games that has existed. Um, yeah, it, it's a it. You know, I think it's one of those games that you know, in its original inception, it was fun. Um, but I think there's something to be said about having it in this handheld format that really lends itself to a more enjoyable experience it's it kind of rings in the same way that i i feel about like i said my steam deck and how i can enjoy a lot of AAA games on the go this is just one of those things where it's just like a godsend it's like ocarina of time one of the best games ever made the nintendo 3ds one of the best handhelds ever made they just they're just synonymous you gotta grab it um fire emblem awakening that's one of the biggest titles in the fire emblem series um, I haven't grabbed this game, but this game has always, and I, I mean, always been on my radar. It's like every single time I grab a new 3DS or I think about the 3DS, I'm always thinking, James, you have to grab Awakening. So that is going to actually be a priority, uh, before the 27th, uh, which is to grab, uh, uh, Fire Emblem Awakening because yeah, um, you know, like, all, like to me, all of the Fire Emblem games really hit the mark. I don't think there's ever been a Fire Emblem game that I've experienced that was a bad game or an underwhelming game. Um, but this is uh, Awakening was one of those standout titles that really brought in a lot of new fans, um, excited a lot of uh, a lot of seasoned veteran fans. And <clears throat> again, if if you know, if you don't have it already, you definitely want to grab it. I, I, I have seen this game um, available in physical form, but it's like always outrageously priced. So, you know, take take the hit, pay the full price Nintendo's asking for. Don't pay any more than that and just have one of the most enjoyable Fire Emblem experiences that you can. Um, one of the other games that um, I put on my list is Shin Megami Tensei Four. Um, this is another game that in the in the initial release of the 3DS, I remember this game coming out and I remember thinking, man, I love Persona. And even though Persona and Shin Megami Tensei are two different games, and of course we've got the newest iteration of Shin Megami Tensei um, on the Nintendo Switch, 4 is just an excellent looking game. Um, it is a game that I don't want to miss out on the experience of going through the series in its entirety. And I think this is a really good offering that they put out, uh, originally on the 3DS. I don't think we'll ever, well, no, I don't want to say we won't ever, because I know they, they did bring, um, Apocalypse over to PC. So we may see, um, Shin Megami Tensei 4 on PC or, on a uh, you know different iteration as far as Nintendo maybe sometime it, you know maybe they'll bring the 3DS games to the Switch I don't know but 
in the case of you having a 3DS and not having this game, I think this is an absolute pickup. Um, it's one of the best uh, RPG series that you know exists. So yeah, Shin Megami Tensei Four. Um, another game that I think is interesting, maybe not a top tier game on people's uh, radar, but I think it's interesting nonetheless, and you know many people should grab it and not. Uh, you know, ignore its availability at this moment is Attack of the Friday Monsters, a Tokyo Tale. Now, I mean, again, there's a lot of top tier games that are available on a 3DS, but there's also a lot of charming, smaller games that just speak to the accessibility and the enjoyment factor of handheld gaming in itself and i think that um a tokyo's tale a tokyo tale is one of those games that you know you just kind of look up and say i couldn't experience this any other way so that's definitely a, a game to grab um my next game which is kind of funny because this is actually just everything that's available under this uh under this umbrella i would say the phoenix wright games grab them all grab every last one of them that you can Grab every Phoenix Wright game. Phoenix Wright games are so, so good. They they have been amazing since the DS, uh, the original DS. I remember playing it back then, um, you know, as they made their transition to the 3DS. And I know they had the uh, Apollo Justice uh, series of games that came out, which aren't as, uh, you know, celebrated as the original Phoenix Wright games, but I, I, I honestly, again, I just think in all of those investigative uh, games that feature Phoenix Wright, even the one that uh, crosses Phoenix Wright with Professor Layton, I think they are definite grabs. I think if you've never experienced Phoenix Wright before, or if you're looking for the quintessential way to experience Phoenix Wright, it is absolutely on a 3DS. I mean, it's great on PC, it's great on other formats, but it is like, it is just the best when it comes to the experience on the uh nintendo 3ds the uh next game that i would say is a is a big grab is going to be pokemon uh ruby or sapphire or both i mean you know get both now i know that uh with the releases of you know newer iterations of the game you know there's not very many people who go back and play uh you know these titles uh, again as they as they move forward a lot of people do though a lot i i still hear people that you know play uh some of the original games that came out on the game boy and and game boy advance you know so these games still stand the test of time i think that if you are an avid collector of 3ds games you cannot uh you know go by this experience of this shops shutting down and not grab yourself uh, an original Pokemon game. Um, another one that I would grab, and this goes hand-in-hand uh, hand with uh, Fire Emblem Awakening. This is one of my favorite uh, Fire Emblem games, and it's Fire Emblem Fates. And I remember Fire Emblem Fates because they, if, if I'm thinking of the same game, they did this in the way that, they do Pokemon games where they broke them down into two separate games and they had two separate factions. So you pretty much had to make the choice of which factions story you were going to follow, um, you know, from the beginning through, you know, the point where they crossed into the other faction. Um, so who you were going to align yourself with, I can't remember the two fac factions. I think, you have one faction that were like knights and the other faction were more like samurais. I remember picking up the one where they were like knights and I had a blast. I thought that game was was completely fun. Um, it was so fun, in fact, that it made me go back and grab Fire Emblem games that had existed uh, prior to because I had never experienced Fire Emblem up to that point. So Fire Emblem Fates is one of my games that I am absolutely I, I already have it so i don't need i don't need to grab it but i would say that if you've never experienced that if you've only experienced awakening give fates a try because it's a really 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 good fire emblem game um one of my other uh games that i would say is uh metroid uh samus returns i think um you know there's no nintendo console that should ever exist without 
a Metroid game, and I'm not even a Metroid fan. But, you know, if, again, if you have a 3DS and, you know, I feel like if you if you get any Nintendo console, any Nintendo console, I feel like you have to have your head wrapped around three different entities, Mario, Zelda, and Metroid. I think those three entities you, you have to have your head wrapped around. Now, I didn't mention any Mario games in this list because for the most part, I think that anybody who owns a 3DS more than likely owns some iteration of Mario, whether it's Mario Kart or Mario 3DS or whatever they've put out where you enjoy Mario the most. I'm pretty sure, um, you know, Nintendo fans uh, of Mario have some game in that in that respect so i didn't even mention it because it's almost like a given but metroid samus returns really excellent game to experience on the 3ds grab it grab it grab it if you don't already have it um let's see what else do i have oh dragon quest uh seven and eight uh dragon quest so dragon quest has really come into its own as a console game but i really think that they were they were super amazing as handheld uh titles as well i think the handheld titles have been really really great i've enjoyed it like again playing dragon quest uh on handheld was one of those things that awakened me to the possibility of playing it on consoles i wouldn't have played uh the console offerings had i not experienced them on uh the 3ds originally and i think that uh seven and eight are probably one uh two of the more quintessential titles that players should experience and yeah i, I you got you gotta have it you gotta have them and another and my last one um is going to be radiant historia now this is a another offering from atlas games um not quite a top tier role-playing game but it's an enjoyable game nonetheless. Again, it's one of those titles that when you play it, you you literally say to yourself, I can't experience this anywhere else but right here on the 3DS. Like, the 3DS is the only place where that game works. I mean, I'm pretty sure that, again, if, if Nintendo decides to um, transition their 3D eShop over to the Nintendo Switch or whatever the next Switch may be, that... Um, you know, these games that I've mentioned will obviously work great over there. But if you have a 3DS, you should you should definitely play these games here. Um, some honorable mentions. I got five honorable mentions. And if I didn't mention any of your favorite titles in the 10 that I mentioned, because those are 10 that I just feel like I need to just check up on and make sure that I own before the store goes down. So before the store goes down, those 10 are going to be on my radar. But these five are going to be on the back burner if either I have a if either I have some extra money or maybe I'll change my mind and I just kind of insert one as I take one out. Um, number one, Ultimate NES Remix. Um, I love... I love playing, you know, full-blown RPGs and full, you know, just full-blown titles. I love full games, but I also love me a good time waster. And Ultimate NES Remix is a great time waster. It is a good, you know, five to ten minute type game. You're sitting at the dentist's office and you just kind of get this started up for a little bit and have yourself a go for a little while. It's just great. Um... Number two, and I already have this one, is uh, Streets of Rage 2, the Sega Collection uh, 3D edition on the 3DS. Man, I don't know what the heck they did, but the Sega Collections that they did on the 3DS uh, in their 3D format are just amazing. I I picked up the Streets of Rage 2 3D edition um, just, just off the simple fact that I'm a Streets of Rage fan, right? And I honestly went into that game and I felt like I was playing a totally different title, just a totally different title. And it just made it more immersive, uh, more enjoyable. I, I really wish that game uh, had some uh, online functionality because I would love to play with a person uh, in that game. I'm pretty sure you can connect um, your uh, 3DSs with local connections, but man, 
if you could just go across the internet and play with somebody, dude, that would just be fun. Maybe you can. I don't know. I haven't looked into that. Um, my third game is uh, also in the 3D Sega Collection series. It's going to be Shinobi 3. Um, another great title from back in the day on the Sega Genesis. Um, I definitely think this is a standout title as they've offered it in a 3D format. I just I, I can't say enough about the way that they've put those games out in those 3D formats. Like I think they've also done it with Outrun, Space Harrier, Altered Beast. They're just different. They are just insanely different, and they did a really good job uh, in making those games 3D. Um, my next game is Cave Story. Cave Story is uh, an indie game that really uh, grew in popularity. A lot of people um, were talking about this game upon its original release. I have not picked up this game. I always knew how special the game was. I've heard tons and tons and tons about uh, this game's popularity and just enjoyability and definitely on my radar to grab so that I can enjoy it in the way that uh, a lot of people did in the past, which is on the Nintendo 3DS. And my last one, as far as an honorable mention, is going to be Etrian Odyssey. Etrian Odyssey as a series uh, of dungeon crawlers is super fun. I love me uh, a good dungeon crawler. I more so enjoy the dungeon crawlers that kind of revolve around uh, a bit of a story like uh, Demon Gaze. Like, I really enjoy Demon Gaze. I think that's like one of my favorite dungeon crawlers um but etrian odyssey is another really good game um i think that this is one of those games that you know overall if you you know like i say the same thing about like visual novels like if you really enjoy a good visual novel you'll probably want to pick up steins gate or you want to pick up um you know uh, virtue's last reward or even the phoenix Wright series because the phoenix Wright series is um essentially a visual novel with investigative properties um, so Etrian Odyssey is one of those games that, you know, if you just enjoy just just a simple dungeon crawler, then you should definitely uh, pick that game up. Um, and those are my titles, man. Those are my titles. March 27th, last day of the Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS store. Um, if you haven't already, start looking up your games. Start finding the ones that uh, you would uh, need to get on your system and get those things downloaded before they shut it down because it is happening. Um, now, we are moving on. Now, this morning, I was watching a movie. I was watching a movie on my HBO Max or Go, uh, you know, whatever. And it was an alien movie. It was an extraterrestrial movie. And, you know, it's kind of funny. It made me think. I said, man, I actually enjoy me a good alien movie. But which which alien movies do I find the most entertaining? Not just alien movies, just movies about space and the unknown, right? So here are my five favorite alien movies as I've experienced them and as I enjoy them. So... The first one on my list, which obviously is the one that I just most recently watched, is Signs, uh, starring um, uh, Mel Gibson and uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, this movie, uh, which was directed by M. Night Shyamalan, um, this is probably one of his better movies. I personally didn't like Sixth Sense. I think a lot of people did. Um, I liked Unbreakable. Um, I really, really, really enjoyed Signs. Um but I mostly enjoyed it for its ability to tell a story beyond the factor of, you know, alien invasion or, or the mystery of, you know, extraterrestrials. I mean, it was a story about family and faith and togetherness and stuff like that. And it was just a really well put together film. Um, but I really enjoyed watching it today. Um, just to remind me how much I enjoyed it when I originally saw it. It's just such a really great film. So if you haven't seen Signs, uh, definitely check it out. It's one of M. Night Shyamalan's best movies. Um, number two, which is probably going to surprise a lot of people, and I'm, I'm, I, I'd almost uh, guess that a lot of people haven't seen this, but I gave this movie a shot, and I was pleasantly surprised, and it's Moonfall. Uh, Moonfall stars Holly Berry, 
you know, in a space epic, which is really, really funny to say. Like, I don't, you know, I never think of Holly Berry and, and space and uh, aliens or, or, you know, uh, future technology or anything like that. I never think of her being synonymous with that, that um, you know, category of movies. But that movie was really, really well done. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not going to talk about the plot or what the movie's about overall. All it is, essentially, I'll just give you the essentials. It is about, you know, um, I guess you would call it an ex- extinction level event. Um, but through that extinction level event, they discover uh, a lot about the unknown um, more so than they believed was a factor in the in the first place that was causing the overall chaos on earth so yeah check out moonfall if you haven't it's a really good film uh number three uh which is you know probably on everybody's list as far as like alien movies and you know most people when they want to think about alien movies they want to think of it in more of an action capacity and that is independence day independence day was a really really good film back in the day i still enjoy it today um i think for me Independence Day was Will Smith's coming out party. I know a lot of people say, no, that was Bad Boys, but I really wasn't a fan of Bad Boys. Um, I was definitely a fan of Independence Day. I think Jeff Goldblum is just phenomenal in everything that he does and what he offers to roles and and pictures. And and, um, yeah, this is this is this is one of those movies that I could, you know, whenever it's available on a streaming service, I can always go to it and ensure myself that I'm going to have a great time. It is one of those films that is more action heavy than a lot of the other ones that I'll mention, but um, yeah, just overall it's enjoyable, really enjoyable film. Um, My next one, which is less about, less about action, um, more about, uh, you know, the significance of not knowing and coming into an understanding of something that is, you know, beyond comprehension and things of that sort. It's Interstellar. Um, Interstellar is a uh, movie that stars uh, Matthew McConaughey. And um, it was directed by Christopher Nolan. Uh, who's you know famous for the Batman trilogy and this was you know what I enjoyed about this film because it was sort of like signs where there was this huge family dynamic and you know there was a lot to tell about that and a lot to kind of follow with that um you know there was a lot of things about uh camaraderie and companionship and um you know uh the greater good for mankind and things of that sort. And then, you know, at its height within the film, you know, they wrap your mind around the theory of what we currently look at as the unknown. And so Chris Nolan kind of gives you a spin on, I don't want to say it's his personal belief, but they give you a perspective on, Hey, what happens when, you know, you go into a black hole? I love that because it's, you know, like if you're somebody who thinks science and you think about the inevitability of, of life and, you know, and where it leads and where it's going, where it's been. Um, I think this was enjoyable. It was an enjoyable perspective on one of many possibilities and I just enjoyed seeing it fleshed out in that way. Yes, it comes off as a little ridiculous, but it's enjoyable because it's something that at the end of the day, it puts me at ease of not knowing because nobody knows what the heck anything is like in space short of, you know, uh, the distance to the moon and Mars and our observation of the immediate solar system. But, you know, to play with the idea of, a black hole and what that can mean to a person that is going over the event horizon. I thought it was pretty well done. I thought it was good. It's one of my favorite films 
you know, I don't buy many films, but that is definitely one of my films that I have purchased and I keep in my library and I do revisit time to time. Um, my last one, and I know people are probably thinking about a hundred different space films that or or you know, um, extraterrestrial films that they could mention when I say my last one and oh, why didn't it make the list? But it's only because this is mine and this is what I enjoy. So my last one is Nope. Um, Jordan Peele's Nope, uh, which I believe that ga- uh, game, that movie came out in 2021. And um, it, it's a weird film as most Jordan Peele films are. There's a very twilight zone sense to his movies but overall I just found it to be it wasn't exciting but I really enjoy when films tackle the mystery of what we don't know or what we don't understand about a potential motivation of, you know, um, extraterrestrials coming to Earth. Like, we, nobody can ever say what, you know, aliens from another galaxy or another planet would ever do or how they would be if they came to Earth. But I do enjoy when movies challenge themselves to um, put a spin on what a lot of people theorize could be a possibility in an, in a human experience. So, you know, I, 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 I thought the, I thought the alien aspect was a, was a little chippy. You know, I don't, I don't think I enjoyed the alien aspect too much, but just the sensibility of the unknown really gravitated towards me. And overall, I think that the, the uh the processing the human processing especially from the african-american perspective i think it was so well done because i don't know (laughs) i don't know one person that looks like me that would just wander out you know in the middle of the street or in the middle of a field and just look up and say oh that's crazy i've never seen that before i think for most people it's nope (laughs) you know so um yeah i enjoyed that film so those five films i've really enjoyed signs moonfall independence day interstellar and nope those are my five um favorite alien slash sci-fi slash space films um and i'm not saying space opera or space epic because i know that you have your star treks and i know you have your star wars and i know there's so many other space films that exist but these are my five favorites but i would love to know what your five favorites are so if you have five favorite movies that you um enjoy that are in the space alien genre what are those films um what do you plan on picking up in the e-shop when they close on the 27th of march are you going to pick up anything for the 3ds are you going to be picking up things for the wii u console what are you going to be picking up so that you can make sure that you never ever uh get the you know distinction of not experiencing those games um are you going to be playing mlb the show 23 when it releases on the 28th are you going to be picking up seafood the last of us part one or crime boss rocket city uh are you excited this march 24th for resident evil 4 remake is that something that is on your radar or are you going to give it a hard pass until uh something else comes out from the umbrella that is capcom and have you played wwe 2k 23 uh if so how are you enjoying it is there something that you hope that they've implemented in these games that they haven't is there something that they have implemented and you are highly excited about experiencing now uh, I would love to hear from you guys. You guys know that I'm on social media. You can reach out to me and yeah, we can have a discussion like always because this is what I do. I really enjoy it and I enjoy you guys coming to listen to my perspective. So that being said, the day is pretty young and I am pretty hungry. I think I'm going to get some uh, chicharrones. 
been uh, looking at these trends online. People have been eating the chicharrones with the uh, guacamole. Now people are starting to make it at home themselves because they realize how easy it is. But I'm still going to be picking mine up from the store because I'm lazy. But yeah, I'm going to have some eat some chicharrones and possibly go out and see a movie. Maybe I'll go see 65, which I heard was pretty boring. But, you know, I like to give movies a chance. Um, hopefully you guys have a great rest of your weekend and again hopefully your week coming up is amazing and yeah that's pretty much all i got so uh this is more than the podcast i'm your host james as always you guys do me that favor take care of yourselves and each other and i will see you guys next time bye guys